0: Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From two to five PM, double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time and only between two and five PM. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.
1: Good evening, this is uh, the Fantasy Doctors Podcast. I'm Dr. Seelan Parekh, uh, orthopedic surgeon down in Durham, North Carolina. And uh, this is our weekly podcast, talking week eight NFL, uh, which will be starting shortly in the next few minutes on Thursday night. As always, we have our uh, partner to the Fantasy Doctors, Jesse Morse. Uh, He's a sports medicine physician down in Florida, and he uh, joins us. Hey, Jesse, how are you?
0: Wonderful, how are we?
1: I uh, I am great. Week 8 uh, is is right upon us. Uh week 7 didn't turn out to be as uh as damaging of a uh, of a week to the uh, injuries as uh past weeks have been. So in in many respects I'm I'm happy and my team uh played well. So I'm looking forward to uh week 8. Oh
0: yeah, how how did yeah, how'd you how did you, you feel? Uh, I did well. Um, I'm a little concerned about uh, my uh, Patriots uh, defense, but uh, uh, just from an injury perspective, but overall, uh, happy with my Patriots, happy with my fantasy teams, happy with our uh, uh, fantasy doctor analytics. Did awesome this past week. Uh, overall, everything's going awesome.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, this is a great time of the year. I enjoy this kind time of the year. My wife isn't a big fan of it, but I certainly enjoy it because You've got NFL, NBA, uh, MLB and uh, NHL all, all going. So every night, every week, you got something to watch, which uh if you're a sports fan it's fantastic and if you're not, uh well, your significant other's probably tied up on the T V watching something on sports. So it's a great time of the year.
0: Well <laughs> oh, hey, let's yeah. let's just oh, dive
1: yeah. let's let's dive in because there are some key players we want to hit on. Um, some buy, uh players that are going to be affected by the buy, but I think it's worth touching on these. And we're going to kind of uh, start right from the back, uh, top from the, from the quarterback position. You know, Carson Palmer had a, a, a bad injury to his forearm and, and what initially looked like it might be just an ulnar fracture and maybe having him out for possibly four to six weeks. We hear today, uh is not the scenario in fact he's going to be on ir he will end up with surgery he has not had that yet but he will have surgery he'll get plates and screws put on that uh, forearm and we don't even know if it's the one bone or the two bone but the bottom line is on ir so that means he is out uh and uh and and so um what's your take on this what do you think uh this means for the cardinals and even for your, your quarterback lineup
0: yeah this is uh i actually started uh Palmer last week in a couple leagues because of a good matchup and, uh, you know, bye weeks or whatnot. Un- right. Unfortunately, because of the significance of this injury and so early in the, in the show or in the game, he actually uh, was done for the game. Drew Stanton came in and looked awful. He didn't really do anything whatsoever. And as a result, I have downgraded all of my offensive players significantly. Including Larry Fitzgerald, uh, both of the Browns, um, Nelson and Adrian Peterson, who looked like he did two weeks ago as opposed to last week uh, when he didn't really do anything. So, I mean, Durstan went 5 for 14
1: for 62 yards. I mean, that's it's pretty awful. It's pitiful. Yeah, pitiful. I mean, so, you know, you bring up an interesting relationship that we all talk about all the time here on the Fantasy Doctors. You know, obviously the injuries mean everything, and and you get a key position player like Carson Palmer out, and just like you're saying, it downgrades everybody. But what do you think about AP? I mean, do you think they start leaning more on AP, and do you think that he has more of these 100-yard-plus games? I mean, how much do you think he has left in the tank? Uh, See, the problem is,
0: last week he looked like he Five years ago
1: right.
0: and this week uh, you know this past week he looked awful and two or three weeks ago he looked awful
1: i mean right uh, so you don't know You I, don't I, know which
0: one's showing up <laughs> yeah i mean obviously he still has some left in the tank but i'm not a big fan of their line he's not a pass catching back like david johnson is and now they can stack the box against them because they're not really afraid of stan i mean he's more of a game manager than than Palmer, who has a much better arm and is very good when he's clean, uh, kept clean right. in the pocket. So, unfortunately, uh, I have uh, fits in a couple leagues, and until you – know, I know they're on a bye, but until they're showing signs of life, uh, I don't know if I can start them.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, you got to be cautious with AP. You just don't know what you're going to get out of him. And, unfortunately, there's no consistency really left with him. Um, and, and so it becomes, you know, it's just what we see all the time with these guys who are older, who are uh, are coming off of a big injury that they're just inconsistent. And that's what you are seeing with AP. So let's, let's move on to Jay Cutler. You know, uh, Jay Cutler's got the multiple rib injury. And, and it's not like Jay Cutler's had a stellar season this year. In fact, you know, he should have been in the booth this season. He gets pulled out for I think, a $10 million contract. And it's probably been the easiest money he's made, you know, in his life. But uh, what's your take anyway, on, on what, what are the Dolphins going to do here? You know, they're playing, obviously, tonight against the Ravens. But, but what do you foresee happening with uh, with his ribs? I mean, we're looking at at least two weeks out. There's some reports that he's going to try to play next week. But with multiple rib, rib fractures, I think, as a quarterback, that's going to be difficult to do. Um, so what do you think? What do you, what's your take on this? So
0: uh, Jay Culler was actually looking half decent before he went down in terms of Production, he looked god awful a couple of weeks ago when he he couldn't find he couldn't even find air. I mean he was awful. But the, last week he was doing decent, um, and we know he has a tendency to uh, to favor Parker, who when he's in he's very productive with him, and he and he loves Landry, uh, and Ajay is decent with him. But then Matt Moore comes in who does quite well, thirteen for twenty one, one hundred and eighty eight, and two touchdowns. He prefers. Bills, who made an unbelievable great catch, and Fasano, right. as opposed to Parker, and as well as Landry. So, uh, I think the dynamic shifts. He's actually a sneaky play today, but but every everybody who hears this will be after the fact. I think Moore is actually a sneaky play today. Fasano becomes relevant. Stills continues to become relevant. Parker is out as of today. Um, right. So, but I don't think he'll be relevant any uh, until. Uh, until either Cutler comes back or he develops a rapport with Moore. And then Landry continues to be kind of the Edelman over there. He gets a lot of targets. But um, I I think that's kind of how it's going to be uh, until uh, until either Cutler comes back or they stick with Moore, which I wouldn't be surprised if they did.
1: Well, so that's exactly the point. Do you, when Cutler is ready, do you go back to Cutler? Or do you think Matt Moore actually has the lasting power to, to play and perform game after game after game. I mean, he's had difficulty doing that in his career.
0: So I actually think Matt Moore has a, a higher floor than Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler has really? a higher ceiling, but he's also volatile. He's a pit yes. machine. He has a cannon, but, but at the same time, struggles to complete routine passes. I I think Matt Moore is a safer option, but you, uh, at the same time, they would have, if they were confident in him, they wouldn't have needed to sign color. So obviously, the front office is not a big fan of Moore. They kind of stuck with him right now. Uh, And it sounds like Tannehill is actually calling uh, like 20% of the plays or something. My my buddy Billy was telling me this the other day, Um, who's a diehard uh, Dolphins fan. So apparently, uh, Tannehill is a big part of this offense, even though he's, injured with his ACL. So I don't know uh how it'll pan out, but I wouldn't be surprised if Moore ended up playing uh more and uh, better than than anticipated.
1: Well just like you are kind of hinting kind of lukewarm on Matt Moore, so is our FDX score. He's only coming in as a, at a fair level of a 21.44. So we're not very high on him with our with our FDX score. And and that kind of leads me in actually to our uh, our analytics and the FDX scores. For all our listeners, you know, the FDX scores is our proprietary fantasy doctor score. It's kind of like your FICO score for your financial health. And what we try to do is give you a number where you can wrap your head around the, the health of, a, of an athlete, and, and that's called our FDX score. And then based off of that, we come up with this kind of uh, a histogram or, or likelihood of scoring fantasy sports and then we build off of that with what we call our our fantasy doctor value score which kind of looks at the value these athletes bring to the table week after week. And so this is our last week of having free access through our website to these analytics. After this week uh it will be a fee for service uh um um option for you to be able to access. So make sure you you you, you take a look at this and and as Jesse can tell you, I mean, we are outperforming ESPN analytics, and, and so this is an exciting thing for us here at the Fantasy Doctors.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, they've been uh, – the, the the algorithms are continuing to refine themselves, um, and, and they're looking better and better. I mean, they're not going to be 100%, but the, the, the thing that is important about these is that there's no bias. There's no, well, I like this guy better than that guy because of this matchup. It simply goes no. based on numbers – and on data so that you remove the data out of exactly. it.
1: Exactly. No, absolutely yeah. it's right.
0: It's not the 100%, you know, but uh, it's not, you know, the only ranking system you should use, but logically you combine it with some other things and it gives you another
1: piece to make an informed decision. That's the purpose of it, in my opinion. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I tell my buddies, they're all excited about this. And I tell them, listen, it's not 100%. It's not meant to uh, um, get rid of All your other tools that you're using. But man, this is a strong tool to use to figure out how you're going to play a roster, uh, whether you're DFS or season long. So let's talk about Sam Bradford. I mean, we seem to constantly be talking, uh, talking about him week after week, even from week one. And then the latest here is, you know, again, we touched upon this last week, Sam Bradford's career may be at risk from this knee. And we now get the interesting conversation of, hey, when will Bridgewater be active and when will he be available? And how long is Keenum going to be the guy? Um, obviously, they're going into London and they're playing the Browns. Um, it, from my perspective, I, I just don't think, you know, I, I personally think Bradford's days as the Vikings is done. I think Bridgewater, within the next two weeks, will be playing a real game situation. And I think what the Vikings will do is try to wait till they're at home it's a very favorable condition for Bridgewater to get him out there. But I think in the next two weeks, maybe up to four weeks, uh, we may see him. And until that time, I think Keenum's going to be the guy. What's your take on this?
0: Yeah, I mean, as much as we'd like to see Bradford in there, unfortunately, his knee's not going to cooperate. I think he has much higher upside than Keenum, but unfortunately, Keenum's the healthier of the two. And as we saw, Bradford was just not effective when he was in last time. He couldn't plant. He wasn't mobile. He was scared of people even coming close to him and hitting his knees um, because of uh, how much pain he was in. I mean, he's missed five of six games. The 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 Vikings keep winning. Um, They have a pretty good matchup this week, and um, as long as the Vikings keep winning, they don't really need to force him. And they have Bridgewater, who potentially could be returning in a couple weeks from his gruesome knee injury. So Um, Bradford may be available in a couple weeks, but I don't know uh, injury. Uh, pending, uh, I don't know if he'll be activated, like or used.
1: Yeah, I don't think to, that there's really any need to use him, especially with Bridgewater being so close to coming back, and and you know a lot of the reports coming out of uh, of practices, that Bridgewater's looking great. So I, I just don't see why you'd ever want to take somebody who looked so frail the last time he was on the field. I think it was uh, a few weeks ago, and, and and why put him back in when you've got Keenum and Bridgewater? So. Um, you know, RF, uh, note our FDX score is, is liking Keenum this week. He's good. He's not excellent, but he's good at a fifty-five point one. So, you know, we we are expecting uh, some some flare out of uh, Keenum this week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm so, I, uh, hoping they, they get digs back. That's that'll help them, too. Yeah. So you know, let's let's talk about somebody else we keep talking about, which is Andrew Luck. What's your take on the shoulder, um, you know, his latest shutdown, which happened about a week ago? Um, do you think he's going to come back this this season, or do you think they're holding him out for 2018? And, and what do you think the implications are for the Colts for the rest of the season?
0: So uh, knowing what I know about the shoulder, it's a ridiculously slow injury and, and uh, body part to heal. Even on a young 20-something-year-old, you ideally don't want to do, any type of shoulder operation just because it takes forever to properly heal, uh as opposed to most of the other parts of the body that actually do okay healing. So the fact that he went ahead and had the surgery and has been struggling through a significant amount of time right, since uh postoperatively and he's still struggling is unfortunate, but it's 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 a harsh reality that shoulder injuries are challenging to come back from. Yeah, and they are. uh you know and, and the issue is with, And I brought this up about David Johnson earlier, like, do you risk uh, with how poorly, quote-unquote poorly, the Colts are doing, do you risk Andrew Luck's health this year if it's not going to mean going to the playoffs?
1: you know, and I don't think they yeah. will. I mean, Bruce is doing okay. And, and that's but. an interesting conversation. You know, a, a lot of the people, a lot of people forget that, you know, this is a throwing athlete and it's a throwing shoulder. And what he had is a posterior labral tear, which is even more critical for the throwing athlete. You know, it's one thing if you're a receiver and you've got a labral tear, that's, that's hard to come back from. But you know, if you're a pitcher or if you're a quarterback, that's even another level. And when you're relying on that posterior labrum so much through your shoulder motion, it becomes a bigger deal. So, you know, I, I wasn't so concerned that Andrew Luck got shut down after kind of uh, getting back into practice. To me, that's that's part of the course. But when you start seeing this prolonged shutdown period, now I get a little bit worried. But you know, the interesting. You know, thought process is: yes, you're absolutely right, Jesse. I mean, maybe you say, hey, the, the season can't be salvaged. Let's hold on to him till 2018 and let's not expose him. But the other the other conversation is. Do you get him out? Maybe it's in November, or maybe it's December, just so he can start getting some reps uh, in games that might not be that meaningful, so he doesn't have a lot of uh, stress to try to win. But get him back into the groove, get him back into a game time situation. Um, And to me, that's the interesting part of this whole thing, and and what the Colts will do, and and the coaching staff and the medical staff will do. Um, And and I'd love to hear what you think about. You know, those those two conversations. Yeah, I mean, I, reasonably, I don't think he'll be back
0: before mid-November, realistically. Um, I think if they're happy with him playing at a, uh, you know, practicing and, and happy with his throws and his comfort level and he's not having any pain, then I think you roll the dice and say, you know, how, see how you do in a game so we know what we're dealing with for next year cuz you can only you can't really simulate a game uh like atmosphere except in that true game like atmosphere so if if they're happy with his progress uh they're happy with his strength and his accuracy and come mid November towards Thanksgiving then you roll the dice and say let's uh, let's give it a go for at least uh for a couple weeks or the rest of the season to see uh how he looks and make sure he's the same monster player that we paid, you know, well over a hundred million dollars for in this pass off season. So I think it is a really significant to
1: do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the politics of this all plays out and, and what they do with him. But I agree. I mean, I think the earliest we see him is middle to late November, if that at all. So let's move on. You know, you, you and I both know ankle sprains. Uh, these things are, Ankle sprains in general are so common. There's about 25,000 ankle sprains that occur daily in in the U.S. And we got two players here, and I'm going to lump them together because both of their teams have buys this week. You know, Fournette and Walker both have ankle sprains. They both missed last week. Um, they both are in a buy, which means week nine's right you know right around the corner. And the expectation is that both of them are going to be available um, to play. What do you think about uh, their ability to kind of bounce back from their ankle sprains and and uh, be productive for week nine? And, and we'll touch upon this again next week. But just knowing that the buy's is coming up, what are your thoughts on how this plays out for this week, but also for, for uh, their ability to produce for week nine? I
0: mean, I think both are important uh, in terms to their team and to fantasy uh Fournette is kids is unbelievable, but um, and he's very important to to the team. So if they're going to make a playoff run, they need him healthy. So yes, they obviously won without him last week, and they can risk right. him, uh, obviously missing last week. And he got the extra week with the bye. So I think that was a logical, smart idea to save him, give him a two weeks off midseason, and see how he does uh, next week versus Cincinnati. If he's not able to go, then then I start getting a little worried. Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From two to five p.m., double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call what you want. Happy hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time of only between two and five p.m. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included. Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From 2 to 5 p.m., double sliders are only a buck 25. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want. Happy Hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time of only between 2 and 5 p.m. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, if you look at his uh, mechanism, it's not your typical inversion mechanism where that ankle kind of rolls in. It was kind of a weird hyperextension of his knee and then this – uh, this moment of kind of pushing down on the ankle. So to me, this is not your standard ankle sprain for Fournette. Now, Walker looked like a higher type of ankle sprain. And for me, I'm not even convinced he's a, he's available week nine. Not yet. He hasn't really practiced, so I, I'm not even sure he'll be available for week nine. We'll see how next week goes with, with practice for him. Um, but what are the implications for you for, for Walker and his ankle sprain? Yeah.
0: Walker, um, from what I heard, he actually was on crutches. Yeah, crutches. And he's dealing with a possible bone bruise, which we know from San Bradford can be very debilitating and painful. Um, Right. So it will really – I think they're going to give him basically this week off. I don't know about his practice status this week because he's on a bye. Um, But I think if – depending on how he's feeling next week, um, he may end up – playing but if it's as bad as we think it is um uh, then he may miss the game the next week's game versus uh baltimore who's playing tonight uh but that's a fantastic matchup so um hopefully they can get him back for that but i'm a little worried with how severe this ankle injury is and how important he is to that offense is he's pretty reliable and productive even uh even though he didn't play the whole game
1: now Mariota would certainly love to have him you know, against Baltimore, but you're exactly right. Um, if the ankle sprain, I hadn't, hadn't heard of the the bone bruise, but certainly, you know, I've taken care of a lot of these guys who have bone bruises, and it's painful. And that will give you pain, swelling, loss of mobility, and if that's the case and it's big enough and painful enough, he will not play week nine. So um, for our listeners, you're going to want to keep track of what happens early next week and, and leading into week nine on availability and ability to practice, because that's going to be critical. So, you know, we're going to stick with the ankle, and and we're going to talk about Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, He hasn't practiced since week six. Now, he's today started doing light drills. They've got the Monday night game against the Chiefs. So he still has Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and most of Monday to recover. What are you thinking about him, Jesse? I'm a little concerned
0: about him. I rolled the dice on Thomas last week, thinking he could fill the void. And uh, despite not watching the game, I, he did nothing. Uh, so they need Sanders. Um, it sounds like a pretty bad high ankle sprain um, because he still continues. He's missed two weeks, and um, there's mixed uh, reports whether or not he actually practiced today. But either no, either way, it sounds like he's uh, nowhere near going to be 100%. His status changed from week to week earlier this week to day-to-day so my suspicion is that he will not play monday and it's the last game of the week so you can't really wait um and i would uh probably wait for him to be productive even if he did play before i would consider starting him so he's definitely not going to be 100 um uh, semi needs him to be pretty effective it looks like um and I would not start him, or I would just wait. I don't think he's going to play. And if he does, he's going to be well
1: below 100%. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think this might be even a game-time decision for him. But the bottom line is from the Broncos staff, he's got to think about, okay, it's a Monday night game. It's going to be a short week for Week 9. If he's not feeling great, just give him the day off. Let him get that extra week in. And then you have him at Week 9 where he's really had – about three and a half, almost four weeks of full rest. So um, unless I start hearing that he is fully participating in practice tomorrow, I agree with you. I just don't think he's going to be uh, available for Monday night, although I just think it will be a game-time decision. And talking about game-time decisions, you know, Golden Tate, has, uh, they had the buy last week. He's got that AC joint injury. You know, we know those AC joints can be problematic. Uh, especially his sounds like a a great two. So that puts you in the two to four week timeline to return to play. So he is now about two weeks out from his injury. Uh, he's been limited in practice. They've got a, a really good game coming up uh, with the Steelers. What are you thinking on him?
0: Yeah, so I'm very concerned about Tate. I mean, so the issue with him is that he has really not been able to do anything he's basically been wearing a sling for the past uh since the injury happened he was still in a sling on saturday so he's definitely not playing um even if he wanted to and then even though they're playing this week on sunday night versus pittsburgh um which would be a decent matchup i don't think he'll play um he was limited today at practice so even though he showed up he didn't really do anything um i personally think he's going to take at least another week and then he'll come back on Monday night football so it gives him like another little bit over a week uh in week 9 versus the Packers. Um just to get him 100%. Uh, he is their number one wide right receiver, but um I think uh this week they'll rely on Marvin Jones who has a good matchup, uh, Abdullah Reddick and maybe Fells because I don't have any faith in Ebron. Um, And I think Tate will maybe be better and ready to go in week nine, but I wouldn't have any confidence in him this
1: week. Yeah, and a great two, I think it's just for a receiver to get back, just like it would be for the throwing arm of a quarterback. Even if he were to play, I just don't think he'd be very effective. So even though I think it'll be a game-time decision, I think this will be a player who will take this week off and, and be available week nine. Um, so Devontae Parker, you know, we'll just touch upon him. We know he's out tonight, uh, the Ravens. He's yet another person struggling with uh, an ankle issue. He's been out since week five. Um, this you know, Obviously, since he's out tonight, that gives him another 10 days to rest until his next game. Um, what are you thinking on him?
0: Yeah, I, I was not surprised that he, he was inactivated for tonight. Um, it was a short week. It um, and the issue is Moore doesn't really target him, as I mentioned earlier. So um, you got to give him at least another a week to ten days to to be better. Um, and and all of his targets will go to Landry, uh, Stills and Fasano, in my opinion. And um, unless uh, Ajay actually looks half decent this week, I think it'll end up being a passing game. Um unfortunately, uh, Parker's been banged up for t- at least two or three weeks now, and it's probably going to be another week or two before he, he's back to at least 80%. Um, and uh, so we'll see. But he, he has a good chance to return uh, next week.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, again, having the extra 10 days will serve him well, and I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't play week nine. Uh, Stephen Diggs continues to struggle a little bit from his groin. He actually did practice today fully. He's missed two, two uh, games with this groin injury. Now they're heading off to, to London with the Browns, and the, you, you hear the field conditions in London always tend to be slick. The weather's supposed to be a little bit muggy as well, so maybe it adds to the slickness of this field. What are you expecting out of Diggs? So,
0: as a player, I love digs, but I'm a little concerned with groin injuries in general. They love to linger. They love, they're easy to re-injure. Um, he practiced full today, so that means there's a good chance he suits up. But, as you just said, with that slippery field and an early game, because uh, it's at 930, um, in London, do you risk him? And he also potentially has a tough matchup versus McCordy if he plays this week so um whether McCordy spends time on him and Thielen but either way um I'm as much as I want to start him I I think he's a flex at best this week I would not expect a monster game out of him I would actually expect much more out of um Thielen McKinnon and Rudolph
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the bottom line is do you really need him anyway this game? And maybe you limit his reps, you get him out there so he can start feeling like he's participating, he can start getting rhythm back. But you're playing the Browns, you're on a slick field. I just don't think you risk re aggravating this. And I think, you know, um, either you don't play him at all, or you put him on a snap count, you give him some reps, and then you get him prepped for week nine. So, um, we'll see what the Browns, uh, what the Vikings do with him, but uh, but I'd be surprised if he plays that whole game. Just uh, again, we're going back to the ankles with Sterling Shepard. You know, that uh, week about three weeks ago, the the Giants' receiving core was crushed, and uh, Sterling Shepard was the only one who had the possibility of returning. He was the only at one out of the four who did not have surgery that was season-ending. He just has not played. There was discussion last week of maybe he was going to be able to play. He didn't play. They have a bye this coming week. Um, you think he's making it back for week nine? That'll put him about four yeah, weeks out. Yeah, so of right. uh,
0: he'll be back for week nine. Um, but the problem was, uh, and, and news popped up two days ago, that uh, Shepard actually retweaked his ankle in practice last week, which then led to his surprise inactive where everybody thought he would be active. Um, he basically becomes their number one wide receiver. I, I like Ingram more than him, but um I think this gives them at least another because of the bye, gives him another week to feel uh good to go. Um and g and, and, and Shepard said he'd be ready to go on Tuesday when they spoke with him. Um so but monitor his practice over the next six, seven days, see how he does uh and I think he he's gonna be a good start uh or at least at least a good option as a wide receiver three.
1: Uh, for the Giants in uh, week nine. Yeah, I mean, I think being the primary receiver for um, the Giants, I think he's got the possibility to really get some great points for you. But, um, you know, he hasn't really done too much leading up to this injury. So um, I don't own him. I'm I'm a Cowboy fan, so for me, morally, it's hard to even own a Giants (laughs) player. But... Um, if I did, I'd be very cautious next week if he plays because uh, he's coming off of uh, four weeks of really not playing, and then, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. So, uh, you know, we'll see what week nine holds. Uh, Jerry M- oh, Jerry yeah. Macklin, you know, continues to struggle with the shoulder, although he is playing. He's active tonight. Um, now, we've been on air since uh, – in recording since the game started, so I don't know – if he's even had any catches or or activated. He has
0: two catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. The only touchdown in the game.
1: There you go. So So he's already contributing.
0: All right. Any concerns with him? Uh, No, I think he's good to go. Wallace is still out, and Perryman, I think. No, Perryman, I think, is available, but I'm I'm lesser on Perryman. I think Macklin is the number one target there if he can stay healthy. Um, because really they don't have anybody else. They have Watson at tight end, and then they have Buck Allen kind of in the backfield. So despite um, my concerns about um, Flacco, I think Macklin is a decent um, wide receiver three or or, or uh, flex from here on out, just because he's going to get that those looks, and as you can tell already uh, tonight versus, he will get um,
1: those appropriate uh, shares. Yeah, it seems to be that he's uh, already contributing, which is great for uh, the, uh, the Ravens fans. Um, you know, again, just to kind of recap, we uh, you know, this is our last week for the Fantasy Doctors where you have free access to our analytics. You've heard us talk about the FDX score. We've got the value score, too, the Fantasy Doctor value-based score, which will let you know week to week what the value is of these players. Make sure that you check this out this week We are outperforming a lot of the other analytics that are out there because, as Jesse told you, it is 100% data-based analytics. Now, that doesn't mean we're 100% right, but it takes out all the bias out of our analytics and makes it uh, uh, as objective and unbiased as possible, which seems to be uh, performing really well for us. Um, Before we end, Jesse... Let's talk about Dante Hightowers. You know, this is a big, big injury for the the defensive side for the Patriots. And I know yeah. you're cringing as we talk about this being a Patriots fan. Um, yeah. you got a pec tear. You know, and it's interesting, when you watch the video, and I kept playing it back over and over and over again, it didn't look that bad. It, it, it just, it, you know, his arm kind of got yanked a little bit, but not what you normally would expect for a pec tear. And so watching the video, I didn't think it was a pec tear. But if you go back and you look at a lot of the medical um, evaluations he had in the off season, he actually had a partial pec tear yeah. that mm-hmm. was And that's why the that, Jets scratched his contract. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what made him susceptible to this. Um, because otherwise, if he didn't have a partial tear, there was no reason. I don't, I don't think that mechanism was strong enough to cause him to tear. But bottom line is he's going to have surgery. He's done. It's at least four to six months to return to play, usually probably six to eight months. So it should be available for training camp, uh, late training camp next year. Um, but what does this mean for the Patriots from the defensive side? And what does it mean from a fantasy perspective of offenses, offenses that are going to be playing the Patriots?
0: Yeah, I mean, just every year I, I scream into television when I watch my Patriots as they slowly – turn their awful defense and they kind of meld over the course of the beginning of the year. And then they actually look half decent and perform pretty well, depending on uh, who they're playing and how good their offense is. Um, but my concern is that uh, Hightower high towers is a pretty integral role um, in, in the, in the defense. And unfortunately this partially torn, uh, partially torn pec, uh went from partially to full which then translates to him being out. I was a little concerned about a labral tear um, at the same time of watching that injury, just because he had his arm fully extended and, and whatnot. But uh, either way, he's done. Um, they're going to just kind of have to figure out who's going to be next in line. Um, and they they had a, they looked fantastic on defense versus um, Atlanta, whether that was a mental or physical thing, either way, they looked great. Um, and, and it's going to be a, Uh, another big um, concern, but they'll, they'll do what they can. uh, And I'm unfortunately uh, disappointed in this because he's, he's a pretty big name on their defense.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Excellent. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here at the fantasy doctors and our podcast. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you you like us on our, our YouTube channels. When you're checking out the, the videos that make their way out every single week, Feel free to hit us up on on Twitter. We'll give you live feedback and insight into the injuries of these athletes. Both Jesse and I and our entire team is constantly available through Twitter. Um, And then check out our analytics on our website. Until next week, this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast
0: Hardy's Happy Hour isn't your average happy hour. From two to five p.m., double sliders are only a buck twenty-five. Call it a charbroiled hour, a double beef hour, a whole lot of melty cheese hour. Call it what you want.
1: Happy hour at Hardy's is a good call. Offer for a limited time of only between two and five p.m. Price and participation may vary. Tax not included.